Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Locked on Seminoles. Dude, not just looking at the record, it feels like we're a good football team again, and I'm very excited to be here. More so, I'm excited to watch the subscriber count keep ticking up. The listens keep rolling in, and a heartfelt thank you from me, from Dave, who's right here in the restream, and from Drake, who will be joining us later in the week, for listening. Thanks for being on this journey. Guys, this season has been a freaking journey. I mean, it never had that mid-season, like, okay, we're just in a rhythm. These are the five teams we should beat, okay, or these are the four teams we should lose to. It's been a roller coaster ride, and y'all have not only been here with us for all of it, You've been telling your friends, you've been subscribing, and we've been growing. And for that, thank you very much. Today, we're going to dive in. First of all, we got to start with talking about what's going on down in Hogtown because there was some very good news dropped today as we're recording, yesterday as you're listening to this. I'm sure it's made its way to you, but we're going to talk about it anyway. And then we're going to talk about that BC game. And we're probably going to look forward a little bit because, I mean, guys, it's the biggest week of the year. It's UF Hate Week, my favorite hate week of the year. This is Locked On Seminoles. I'm Max. That's Dave. We're brought to you by Sonos, the official sound of ESPN college football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more and stick around here to hear more about Florida State. You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, man, Dave, that is a lot from me, but let's hear from you. David Weiss, Esquire, it's dark where you are. We can see because you're up in New York, out on Long Island, which juts out in the Atlantic Ocean, giving you, what, like an hour and a half less sunlight than I get here on the West Coast of Florida? Yeah. Yeah. It's been dark for like an hour already. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, can I say one thing before we get further in? Guys, anything you do... You got to look at the little things. Are you doing the little things right? It's what Mike Norvell preaches, right? So look at the situation and think, are there any details I'm missing out on? David, you lived there for 10 years. It gets cold in Boston, right? Sure does. Sun goes down very early in the winter, right? Like 3.30. Why the hell would you (laughs) set up your sidelines so the home team is on the sideline that gets sun less than the away team. Dude, we got a full two quarters of sunlight that they didn't get. Their guys are over there in jackets, shivering in the shade, and we're over there in the sun. And this isn't like a brand new stadium where no one could have caught this. This is something that must happen, I don't know, four, five, six times a year. I don't know. It's not because they're nice, because no offense, the people up there are not known for their hospitality. It's just a weird oversight. But dude, let's get to Hogtown. Dan Mullen, if you don't know what I'm talking about, he has been given a pink slip, like the one that Dominic Toretto was never given by Paul Walker, even though he owed him a 10-second car. They ended up building it together, you know, and he let Paul Walker still drive it. So I don't know if that really counts as giving him a 10. Anyway, Dan Mullen got fired. Dave, instant reaction. How are you feeling about that big dog? I got to tell you, I'm feeling better about all that. This is going to be an unpopular take here. Than I am about our win against BC. And I'll tell you why, Max. Before this year, it looked like Florida was on top of the moon after their Trask and Pitts time. Like, 
they were good. They were a good football team last year. Dan Mullen, for the last two years, has been flirting with NFL jobs. It looked like he was in a position to take any job he wanted because of where he had the Florida program. Fast forward just a few months of this season, and Dan Mullen not only is on the hot seat, he's been fired. That's incredible. Mike Norvell now has the most stable program in the state of Florida. If you had said that to us after that 0-4 start, anyone would have laughed at you. And here we are. Well, and and I want to touch on something because there's nothing I love more than arguing with bitter Canes fans on on Twitter, right? But I kept this one to myself. They, they, They basically posited that, oh, well, you have the most stable program because you're stuck with Mike Norvell and Florida and Miami have options. They can fire someone if they want. No, we're the most stable program because we've now won five of our last seven games. Because after an 0-4 start, a very bad 0-4 start, we played a tougher back half of our schedule. And in those seven games, we've won five of them. You extrapolate that winning percentage out to a 12-game season, that's a nine-win team. Now, You can't exactly do it like that. But my point is, we're not stable just because we can't fire Norvell. We're stable because of three things, I think. One, Mike Norvell and Kenny Dillingham have figured a thing or two out with this offense. Adam Fuller, too, on defense. Adam, Right. Let's just say the coaching staff all together is one. And that should tell you all something. We may get to this later. Adam Fuller broke the rock after the game. Now, you could think traditions are a bit hokey. But the thing is with traditions, whether it's a bell, you know, in the sales room, right? When you make a sale or it's, I don't know, think of something else dorky. You do a weird handshake. You do it, you know, in a baseball game after every at bat. To the people that are doing it, it doesn't feel stupid. It doesn't feel hokey. And every week it it gets mentioned organically by the players, right? They'll say, hey, how did so-and-so play, right? And they'll say, oh, so-and-so broke the rock today. So-and-so did this. Um I didn't even know he broke the rock from Instagram. I learned because Jordan Travis made a point to tell us, which shows you that they view it as something that's, you know, a recognition of a job well done. And the players gave him that honor. So like that should tell you where Adam Fuller is sitting with these players right now is that when they only scored seven points in the entire second half, his defense and his coaching is what was able to have Phil Jerkovich have the worst game of his career by far. I mean, guys, that guy People talk about him as a potential, you know, high NFL pick, and he looked awful, awful. I, hey, props to him. I'm not saying he's not a tough kid, but statistically, Good he had an abysmal game. I mean, yeah. 92 of his yards came to Flowers, right, on three catches. One of those is because Flowers is just a freak of nature. Yeah. Like, when he was breaking our players' ankles, I wasn't even upset about it. I was just like... A, Okay, that's what that kind of kid. I mean, we were texting. I was like, that's what that kid does when he gets in space. The other one was a deep ball that now we're going to get to officiating it. The whole second segment, guys, we're going to really get to the officiating. But let's play a game called what's more likely that when a deep ball is thrown and someone's kind of right there next to the receiver, that the coverage guy just decides to completely stop running right in his tracks, or that maybe. Just maybe that receiver did something that caused that guy to stop running his tracks before he got to the ball. Like, I don't know, a little push off action. And that's why he freaking teleported away from him. Either way, if you take those two passes out, Djokovic's numbers were like 
I don't even, I, I don't know. I'd have to, bad. I'd have to add to subtraction. They were, they were pretty to. bad. Yeah. So Dan Mullen's out. Our coaching staff is one of the reasons we're most stable. I know I said I had three. Number two is we have seen nothing but fight from this team. I mean, a bunch of Jermaine Johnson and Keir Thomas probably had the physical tools to go to the NFL. They could have checked out after game three and said, oh yeah, you know what? Um, I'm going to get some stats for me. And Dave, I don't know if you've noticed this, but one of the things this team does so well is it's not four dudes trying to sack the quarterback. It is four dudes acting as a unit and team rushing and bottling quarterbacks in. I mean, right. Dracovic is so damn hard to bring down, but how many times do you see, whether it's him or whether it's Van Dyke, where one guy misses the uh, the sack, but then someone's in that gap because they weren't just also blitzing right at the quarterback. They were, you know, playing the game how it's supposed to be played. Yeah, and, JJ and Keir, I think 18 pressures between the two of them. Whew. Yeah, and I think Lovett had a couple too. I mean, Lovett was a beast up the middle in the run game. Um, the Loach, and again, we'll get to this in a moment. Wow. Holy yeah. cow. He literally threw a 320-pound lineman into a running back. And that's like, what is he, 220, 210? Yeah. Something like that. So there, there's a lot to be happy with. And then I think the third reason that you have the most stable program in Florida is I think you've seen a complete culture shift. I mean, at this point, this is culturally a team that doesn't only focus on championships, doesn't go, oh, well, we have two losses. We're not winning the conference. Might as well stop. This is a team that doesn't quit on the micro or the macro level. And this is a team that likes hurting people. And I don't mean that in the mean way. I do, but I don't. This team likes to put a bruising on people. I mean, you see it on offense, right? Like, Sucks he got a false start, but man, Dylan Gibbons, you you don't usually get to see like just one dude, you know, come off the line live. Seeing him come off, it's like that man was coming out with bad intentions, ready to put someone in the dirt so Jordan Travis could get a one-yard run. Kier leveling people there. Jermaine Johnson, it wasn't just the sacks. I mean, he had that one hit. I took a note of it. I think it was Boston College's fifth drive. Sorry, fifth drive overall. Yeah, when um, when PJ, as I called him, Phil Djokovic, decides to fight for an extra yard or two, and Jermaine just just obliterates him from behind. I mean, those guys. I, I like the culture we're building, Dave. Yeah, and you know what this team doesn't do, Max? What it doesn't doesn't lose to Missouri? No, they don't. <laughs> no, they do not. But I want to get into the officiating because I think that that is. Yeah. We already spent like ten minutes of the people's time, which I'm not sorry for. In fact, I'm grateful you listen, but. We got to talk about these officials because, dude, this was the worst officiating I've ever seen. And I'm a Florida State football fan in the Atlantic Coast Conference. I have seen horrid officiating. Yeah. But first, I got to tell the folks about prize picks. I got to tell them about our friends at prize picks. I'm sorry to do it to y'all. You know I had to, but we're going to let you get so much cathartic bitching in about the officials. It's going to be worth it. And plus, prize picks, it's somewhere you can make a little bit of cash, guys. Go to Prize Picks in the App Store, Google Play Store, wherever you get your apps from, download it. It's a new take on Daily Fantasy. You draft your team of players, three to five players, and then once you do that, you pick a statistical prop for each one. So you could say they set the number, but they might say, do you think Jordan Travis will have over 100 rushing yards or under? Say you pick under, he rushes for 78. That's a win on your Jordan Travis pick. If you win on three of your four, or three or five, you win some money. If you win on four or five, you win some more money. And if you win on five or five, 
you make like 10x on your entry. So 20 bucks can make you back $200. Prize picks, guys, and use promo code locked on to get a 100% match up to $100 on your first deposit. That's right. Download prize picks, use promo code locked on, and you can get $100 free when you throw in 100 on your first deposit. Oh, max, max, max. I, uh, sorry. What I was going to say is, uh, yeah, this is, this is the first time. And I genuinely mean the first time because I say this a lot, but I'm not serious. This was the first time where it legitimately felt like those were the refs from remember the Titans. And we were TC Williams. I mean, legitimately, like I was waiting for the, for the assistant that used to play for the Boston college to have to go out there and be like, Hey, Stop it. I don't care if I don't become the head coach. Like, what the f*** is going on out there? Yeah. Uh, so here's the thing. Uh, between the three of us and probably between, like, everybody we know, I am always the person that says, don't blame officiating. I don't care how bad it is. We didn't lose because of that. We lost because of something else or whatever. This, it is to the point, and I'm not going to claim some kind of conspiracy, but it's to the point where the refs actively change that game they changed the outcome of the game because to me that game was a blowout we blew boston college out in that game uh we were in a position to lose that game at the end when we blew them out uh there were just there there were so many non-holding calls despite all the pressures we got like we could have had even more pressures if not sacks if not for the just complete ghost non-holding calls um it's to the point where I just expect that the other team will get the exact calls that Florida State doesn't on the exact same behavior. So I, I, I don't know how to explain that other than it felt like the Buffalo Wild Wings commercial where the ACC called down and was like, hey, hey, hey guys, come on. You got to do something about this. So th- 100%. And, and I think I'm going to steal from Bud Elliott, one of our friends over at the Nolcast. He made a great point. Very valid. Do you really think here and Jermaine just got – abysmally worse at rushing the passer in the second in the <laughs> right. second half? Or do you think maybe they were being held because, look, when you do something, it's like with a little kid, 15 times and realize you can get away with it, you'll keep doing it. Every single, there were two, two just utter nonsense. The first one was on some short fourth down, Phil Dracovic runs yeah. outside, our entire line's getting held. The second one, and the one I can't let go, was that strip sack where we recover it. Video replay was inconclusive at best, which means it wasn't indisputable, which means it should have been our ball. And I'll take that to the grave. Yeah. Then he runs to the outside. And Lundy, I believe it was, looks like he's getting a horse collar tackled from behind. And the ref saying, by the way, guys, there's not one ref that, oh, maybe he didn't see it. There is an umpire, I believe it's the umpire, whose job is to watch the lines of scrimmage. There's a guy for that. And he's actively missing it. You can't tell me at a certain point they're not trying to. And David, you want to have a fun statistic to let you know that we're not crazy? Please. Other than the 95 a, penalty yards before the right, fourth quarter well, started. There's a stat that I like to I like to look at, right? It's called the EPA. It's an advanced stat. It's expected points added. It's basically saying, okay, from what you did, how much to, I, I believe it's like strokes gained, right? Like how much did you add to what the normal expectations would be? Or it's kind of, it's a wonky metric. It doesn't really matter. Let me just, yeah. So for example, if a team starts to drive on the 50 yard line, it's expected points to start the drive would be about 2.5. 
So how did you perform? You know, if you score whatever, seven points on that drive, you're, you added points to your expectation. Right. Our expected points added from penalties, 0.04. Boston College's expected points added from penalties, (laughs) 7.79. They added more than a touchdown. It's not even that they added more than a touchdown. That is a 150 times, not 150%, 150 times the expected points added for them versus for us from penalties. Walking through it today, and I put this on Twitter. Guys, if you want my full game notes, please go to at MaxMoody17 on Twitter. I've decided I take these notes. I, I may as well just publish them because I can't remember to say everything. But I, I calculated out with someone on, you know, I commented on something of, Here's about how many points I think we lost. So here's what I have, Dave. By my count, we, we had at least a 19-point swing. First drive of the game. Jordan Wilson, running across the field, runs into a linebacker because that guy decides to stand in his way, catches <laughs> yeah. a pass, gets himself down to like the six-yard line. That's called offensive pass interference. We get a defensive pass interference later, but we end up like 20 yards behind. We can't recover. Yep. Uh, then we have that Boston College call. Uh, we for, so we got so worked up by that targeting call, which, guys, it, here's all I'll say about that. Dave, feel free to jump in and disagree. But unfortunately, that was targeting. Yeah. That, was a, that, to me, was an example of what's wrong with the rule. But that was targeting. It just By the rule, as it is. It's yeah. a stupid rule. It's a stupid way to enforce it. But that, that was targeting. It's, it's dumb. But anyway, but that targeting never should have happened. Because most people forget about the ridiculous pass interference called right before that. We're at seven on that BS offensive PI call. We got three more on that Boston College drive that was extended because of a terrible PI call, which led to the targeting. Then we gave up at least three on a back-to-back illegal formation call, which... Oh, God. I mean, dude... It's an offensive lineman. He's a little too, his feet are a little too wide for your, your liking. You just say 74, 74, you're off the line. Scooch up. You don't throw that flag twice in a row. It Maybe. didn't change the game, the play. I mean, no, not at all. And again, I, and don't give me start again. This is with targeting, but like, how does a 15 yard personal foul, high hit on the quarterback offset against a five yard formational penalty? I'm just saying, why don't we give some walk-ons on the sidelines, some crowbars, and if one of their guys jumps off sides, just take a crowbar to the nearest defender's knee because apparently 15 yards and five just just off. I've always wondered that. That's Makes such no a great sense. strategy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm just kidding, guys. Don't <laughs> don't Nancy Kerrigan any any defensive players. I'm making I'm I'm exaggerating to make a point that it's dumb. Stop stop it. Stop it. Uh, and then six more for BC on that bad review and just a couple egregious missed holding calls. That's a, it was a blowout swing. Max, it was a blowout. It, it should have been a blowout. I mean, you look at the advanced stats on this game and it's just like. Or even <sighs> the team stats comparison, the simple stats. We blew that team out. I know. I know, man. Look, we had 26 successful plays to their 19. Um, we both ran. It looks like. uh Eliminating garbage time, 54 scrimmage plays. So on 54 scrimmage plays, we had 360 yards to their 223. We had 6.67 yards per play to their 4.13. Our expected points added throughout the game. We beat expectations by 5.53 points. 
They had negative 2.78. Literally on paper, this game was an absolute nightmare for Boston College, yet the referees made a point to keep them in it. Almost let them win it. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. But anyway, hey, we beat two opponents. We uh, We beat the Eagles and we beat the refs. Now, guys, if you're fighting two opponents and one of those is hunger, well, we got a solution for you. Grab some yeah. Built Bars. I mean, I've told you once, I'll tell you a hundred times, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On to get yourself a delicious, nutritious treat. Guys, 17 grams of protein, five grams of sugar, five grams of carbs. Built Bar is your answer to when you got to fight off hunger so you can focus on whatever the real opponent is and you don't end up like FSU being held back during the real game, whether it's work, your workout, your kids, studying, whatever. By some force you can't control. So BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15. Get yourself a 15% discount when you use promo code LOCKED15. So where do we go from here, Max? Where does the season go from here? Look, we got it out, all right? We've we've ripped apart the refs because it needed to be done. But now, I want to talk about what's on the line. I mean, we'll talk about this a lot this week because... It, it just it's a big needs deal. to be talked about. I mean, again, guys, it's funny because like I said, what, a week or two ago, don't let your hopes become your expectations, right? Don't say, well, I was hoping we'd do this and now I expect to. We had no business expecting to be competitive with Florida. In fact, Dave, I don't know. I don't remember what exactly our picks were, but I'm pretty sure in our preseason picks, it was like, well... Florida, we know that one's a loss. We like, did, yeah. We, we basically said, hey, Clemson, Florida, those are losses. Let's start 0-2. Let's pick this schedule. And now, guys, we have a really damn good chance to win this thing. I, I mean... You're, yeah. I, I, it, I, look, let me play the fan here for a second. Sure. You said don't let your hopes become your expectations. Uh, look, fans first here. Florida State is 5-6. and six. The University of Florida is 5-6. and six. Max will get into this more with a nice little title for it, but... The winner of this game will make a bowl. The loser of this game will not. And to me, and I think I said this last week uh, before the BC game, that the UF game was becoming to me almost like a must win. There it is. The eligible. (laughs) Folks, if you're not on YouTube, this is why you want to be on YouTube. You get fun graphics. (laughs) So make sure you guys go to YouTube.com, Locked on Seminoles. Good. You know, we said earlier, I said earlier that I can't, it's hard to believe Florida's in this position, but. They just fired their coach. Making a bowl game for that team was as foregone a conclusion as it was that Florida State, after four games, would miss one. It was almost a certainty. And we're now in the position where we can be the cause of that team missing a bowl game and of this team making one of the more unlikely bowl appearances in in forever. I mean, again... What were the odds? Like less than a percent that after those four games, probably so they literally tripled every week. Yeah, the past three weeks we had a three point three percent chance of making it, and then we beat Miami. Then we had a nine point nine percent chance of making a bowl. We just won this one. Now FPI has us at a twenty seven percent chance of making a bowl. I think that's a little <laughs> that's low, pretty low, man. I'll say it, that was before Mullen got fired, though. So I don't know maybe. if that's um. Yeah, and and for those that are inclined to uh, you know make a wager, Florida opened as a ten point favorite, 
And if you've watched football this year, especially recently, you know that Florida is not a 10-point better team than Florida State. Um, This is such a statement game for this coaching staff and this team. We're going to, our team's going to look different next year. We're probably not going to, we're definitely not going to have Jermaine. We're probably not going to have Kier. We're probably going to lose some of this, some of these tra- impact transfers. But again, we have a chance to kind of set back Florida's program even more than they're already set back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Pick them while they're the down, state, if you will. And, and win the state, a full state victory. Florida's coaching staff gone. Miami's coaching staff probably gone. I mean, it would be so definitive the the gap between Florida and Florida State and the rest of the Florida programs. This is a must win to me. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with that more. I mean, this is this is about as exciting of a Florida game as you're going to get until we get back to the days of us both being undefeated and yeah. this has playoff implications. And if the playoff expands, I I think you know you'll get to a point one day where this game won't really matter. Right. Because either Florida will definitely be in and we'd just be an upset on their way, vice versa. And I'm talking if you had a 12 or a you know 12 team playoff type scenario yeah. or you're both undefeated and you're both going to the playoff. This is for something. And I will say this year alone has I've always wondered why we have so many bowl games. I, I've been one of those folks. Right. Like give me the <laughs> damn bowl games. But like, I'm really excited to try to go bowling. Like we had to earn this and it's cool to be like, you know what? We get a whole nother football game if we earn this. And more importantly, we get 15 more practices. I don't know if y'all know that. To be honest, I actually didn't know that till last year because I just assumed we always went to a bowl game. But you get 15 extra practices. And I hope that, you know, that's 15 extra live scrimmage reps that Jordan Travis gets to practice his, uh, his throwing and develop as a passer. That's 15 more practices. We get to start developing whoever's going to be behind Jermaine Johnson, probably McClendon guys like that. Um, that that's a, that's a really important thing to have at the end of your season. It extends the season quite literally by three weeks worth of practice. And we could really use three weeks of practice. Yep. More importantly, we could really use kicking the Gators right in the teeth while they're down. Because let's yep. make no mistake about it. That's that's what we have the opportunity to do. Not kick them in the teeth. Let me better one for you, Dave. We have the opportunity to like step on their head while they're while they're down and then elevate ourselves, right? Like this isn't yeah. this isn't like we're 13 and 0 and we're <laughs> just gonna embarrass them. This is like we get something for winning too. And I'm really excited to see how the game goes. I am really excited to watch uh UF. Totally be in the running for Bob Stoops. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we've heard, heard that it. one before. And I'm really excited to see how the rest of this week plays out. I'm really excited to see the game on Saturday. She all subscribe, five-star reviews, all that good stuff. I'm Max. That was Dave. And this was Locked on Seminoles. Dude, you may have literally froze at the exact right time. It looks like you're just smiling at the camera. But- <laughs>